Hi Donovan, I'm a park ranger at Yosemite National Park. Let me start off by saying, we thought we were gonna catch one. I mean, we almost caught one. I've been a ranger for seven years and I've never experienced anything like this. This happened back in 2017. I was working the night shift at Tuolumne Meadows campground during the summer. It was around 2 a.m. when I first saw what I believe was a Sasquatch. It was walking along the Tuolumne River, about 50 yards away from the campground. I was surprised by how large it was. It looked like a very large man with long dark hair and a full beard, but this creature walked in an odd way, almost like it had a limp or something was wrong with its leg. It seemed to favor its right leg as it walked along the riverbank. I watched it for several minutes as it made its way downriver. Then it disappeared behind some trees and some bushes. I went back to the ranger station to grab my flashlight and camera, but when I returned outside, it was gone. I spent several minutes scanning the area with my flashlight, but I didn't see anything. After work that night, I reported what I saw to another ranger, who also worked at Tuolumne Meadows. He told me that he didn't see or hear anything unusual during his shift. He also said there's been no reports in this area the entire summer, so he really didn't believe me at first. But after hearing my story, he agreed to spend his next shift patrolling the area where I saw it. The next night, my fellow ranger ended up seeing it around the same time at night. Now, this was approximately 2.30 a.m. Maybe they are nocturnal, and that's why they avoid being seen. He saw it walking along the riverbank, and he also described it as limping. Well, that morning he walked along the riverbank, and it was still sitting there, injured and moaning. He quickly returned to the ranger station and got his tranquilizer gun. When he returned, it was still there. Now, this was roughly 5 a.m. in the morning. He kept his distance and shot it with the tranquilizer gun. It was definitely angry when it got hit. It stood up and it took off into the woods. It was kind of moaning as it ran away, he said, but the tranquilizer really didn't seem to affect it. My colleague said he chased after it, but he lost sight of it in the trees. He returned to the ranger station and grabbed a spotlight to go back out looking for it, but he never found anything. Now, I've heard stories from other rangers about Sasquatches being seen at Yosemite National Park, but I finally saw one myself, and so did my fellow ranger. I know that we saw a Sasquatch. There's a state park in Illinois that has a whole slew of hidden canyons and caves and waterfalls. It's a strange place. You wouldn't think to find anything like it in the area, judging by the surrounding deciduous forests and flat and open fields. The park isn't terribly large either, but it is highly trafficked in the summer months. There is a campground and several cabins in the park that are usually rented out for months in advance. This is where I worked as a park ranger for six years. There is a long tragic history to this park starting with two warring Native American tribes that lived in the area. I won't get into all of that here, but there have been some strange happenings in the park since the very start. A lot of people blame it on the native ghosts who died on the land. And while there may indeed be ghosts here, 
there is something else here as well. We would get reports from guests about animals damaging their property in the campgrounds and other strange things, like tents being unzipped in the middle of the night and things moving around. There is even one instance where rocks from a fire pit were placed in a circle around the tent of a guest that was staying there. Even more confounding was the fact that they had put out the fire late in the evening, so the rocks were undoubtedly extremely hot. The complaints that we would get from cabin guests were that something was knocking on the doors, scraping on the walls and tapping on the window glass. It was all weird but mostly harmless stuff, at least harmless in that no one was physically injured. If someone left anything outside unsecured though, it could likely be moved. But then it gets weird. First, I should explain to you a little bit about the layout of the park. There are several canyons, and most of them are box canyons with no way out. You have to hike in and then turn around and hike out. Most of these canyons have waterfalls of some sort. Depending on the season, the waterfalls can range from a steady supply of water to just a trickle. There are usually stagnant pools of water at the base of the canyons. The waters there are a beautiful bluish green, gorgeous in photos, but I definitely wouldn't go swimming in them. A few times a year we would get reports of hikers seeing creatures in these bluish green pools or hearing a voice telling them to go in. Often they would report that it was the voice of someone they knew, but the person wasn't there. It was super weird stuff. There wasn't a whole lot we could tell them other than not to go in the pools and keep themselves alert. Like I said, it only happened a few times a year, but it did happen year after year. Most of the reports were the same three locations in the park. One particular summer, it was extremely hot and we didn't have much rainfall. The pools were shrinking, but we were getting higher than normal reports from hikers. Now, none of the reports were incredibly detailed. I think it was because people didn't want us to think they were crazy. Most of the time they would just say they saw something strange in the canyon or on the trail or hear something strange and then they would let us know that we should probably check it out. After the fifth report that summer, I started doing some digging myself. I pulled up all the reports from the last 10 years and marked their location on a map. I don't know why no one had dug into this before, but I found that the locations were all relatively close to the caves. There was only one thing they had in common. There is a pretty extensive cave system throughout the canyons, but I'm not sure if it has been explored in detail, or at least it hasn't been mapped out recently. Judging from the map, there is a possibility that the caves could be interconnected, but I wasn't certain. There was one canyon, however, that seemed to have the most action, and right next to it were three large caves. So one day, I made an excuse about needing to head to that area so I could test my theory. I parked my vehicle at the trailhead and hiked in about six miles to the first canyon. There were what looked like fish bones along the edge of the pool at the end of the canyon. Now, this was rather strange. I didn't think fish would be able to survive an environment like that, but at least I didn't see any creatures, nor did I hear any strange voices. I set out on my mission to explore inside the caves. I brought a handheld flashlight and a headlamp 
and a rope to tie a tree outside the cave so I wouldn't get lost if the cave had multiple chambers. I headed into the largest cave first. I didn't find anything strange at the entrance, but quickly I realized how I made such a huge mistake. I followed the cave for what felt like an eternity, although I'm sure it was only a few minutes. I heard something move in the distance, and I shined my light on it. I couldn't see what it was, but it looked like there was a nest of some sort in the cave. It looked like a bird's nest, but it was so large that it could have fit a human. It was lined with fresh leaves and grass. There were bones scattered around the outside of the nest. There were no animals that I knew of that made any nests like that. I pulled on the rope to help me find my way back out to find that it was slack. I tried to pull the slack out, but it was never ending. I then realized that my rope had either been cut or untied. All of a sudden, the air felt thin. It was hard to breathe. I did my best not to panic. I hurried out of the cave as quickly as I could, and by some miracle, I made it outside. I took a quick look around, but I didn't see anything. Yet, someone out there had released my rope. Sure enough, when I got to the tree where I had tied it, there was nothing there, but something had obviously untied it. I knew I needed to leave. I didn't know what was out there, but I just knew I had to get far away, and fast. I turned back to give it all one last look, and that's when I saw it. Although only for a moment, it was crouched down near the entrance of the cave, just beyond the light. It looked ghostly. I don't know how else to describe it. It was like a human, but it wasn't a human. It had no hair on its body, and it was so pale, it was nearly pure white, like something that had never seen the sunlight. Its eyes were huge for the size of its head, and I didn't see much of a nose. I ran nearly the entire six miles back to the truck, and I never went to that place alone again. I appreciate the chance to tell this story. When I was working as a ranger for the park service, there were stretches of time when I would be working remotely on my own. This was especially true when I was working at a state park in Wyoming. I was sometimes out for a week or two at a time, living out of my RV and collecting field data. I didn't typically encounter much out of the ordinary, except for one time when I was out in the mountains in southern Wyoming. I was off the main road by a couple of miles. I was camped at the edge of a clearing. The open meadow was to the north. There was a thick forest to the east, west, and south. Before sundown, I went into the woods to the east to gather some wood. That area didn't tend to draw many people since the roads are rough and it's kind of a local gem that not many people know about. So it seemed odd when I came upon some sort of structure made from downed trees. The trees were aspen, and they were formed into the structure that was kind of a mix between a teepee and a lean-to. There were a lot of carvings cut into the aspen trees all around the structure. It was actually pretty cool. The structure was probably about 20 feet high. The carvings were strange. It wasn't like letters or numbers that I could make out. They mostly seemed like primitive shapes. Seeing this out in a rarely visited location did make me feel kind of cautious, wondering if something else was around. 
It was quite close to where I was setting up camp, but I wasn't really worried. I got what wood I could find easily and went back to build my fire. Usually my campfire dinners were pretty boring, but that time I had my RV fridge stocked with some good steaks. So I grilled one up with some potatoes and it smelled incredibly good. After dinner, I read for a while and then I went to bed and fell asleep pretty fast. It was probably only about an hour or so later when I woke up to some noise. It sounded like a small animal scurrying around the campsite. I wasn't too worried. I was kind of wondering if the smell of my dinner might have attracted something. I banged on the wall of the RV and it sounded like the animal ran off. I settled into my blankets and was drifting off when I was suddenly ripped into full consciousness by this loud whooping noise. I laid there staring up at the ceiling, listening as the sound kept repeating itself. It would start low and guttural, and then it would get higher and incredibly loud, and then it would end abruptly before repeating. I have heard a lot of things, but I'd never heard that particular kind of call before. It definitely sounded like a call that an animal would use to communicate with. My side window was popped open, so I could hear it clearly through the screen. I sat there thinking about it and estimated that it was coming from the direction where the structure was. I lifted the blinds a little and looked through the screen. The moon was bright and I could see someone wobbling around at the edge of the trees. I'd say it was about 40 or 50 feet away from me. I couldn't see well at all, but it didn't seem like an animal since it was walking upright. Now this was miles from a town and there were no campgrounds nearby at all. I looked at my watch and it was 1 a.m. So someone is walking around the forest at 1 a.m. during a weekday? I sat back and watched it lumbering around. It was right near the teepee structure. Then it seemed to lean against a tree and squat down like it was using the tree for a backrest. I started getting this whiff of urine smell and it kept getting stronger. Whoever it was was facing right towards me and it wasn't moving. It was just sitting there. I sat still for five minutes and didn't move. I didn't shuffle around, nothing. I was completely still. I couldn't relax not knowing what it was. So I grabbed my mag light and stepped out of the RV. I turned on my light to shine it towards the trees and the thing stood up. I was basically screaming, oh shit, in my head. That thing had to be close to eight feet tall. It was like a huge ape and it looked right at me with these reddish eyes. It sure as hell wasn't anything from the list of Wyoming wildlife. I'll tell you that right now. It had really shaggy light brown hair with just a massive upper body and like a cone-shaped head. It lifted its head to make that whooping sound again and I could see that its face seemed mostly hairless. My adrenaline was rushing and all I wanted to do was get behind the wheel and drive away. I ran towards the driver's side door and realized I had left my keys inside the RV. I had to go back there and get them and I was terrified that that thing would come at me and reach me in no time at all. But it stayed where it was and kept howling. As I pulled away, the headlights hit the tree line and I saw it retreat further back into the woods. I didn't waste any time getting out of there. I left half my belongings at the campsite, but I didn't care at all. Like I said, that was the one and only time I spotted something unexplainable, which really actually surprises me, 
considering how much time I spend in the wilderness. 